Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. You know, with everything in the past couple of years going on, you know, conferences, retreats, larger events for personal and business growth have either moved on online, they've stopped, or they have paired back altogether and are now starting to come back in person. And so we wanted to spend a little bit of time focusing as we're getting back into in-person conferences and retreats and events of some of the things that we did really well or that we've seen others do really well so that as you're coming back into conference season, you are getting the most out of your time at these events. Yeah, it's just exciting that we can even talk about this now because before it was like how to get the most of sitting in front of a screen all day. We get to talk about, I I have missed our, my top events and my seeing my people, you know, you build such strong relationships with people around the country and being able to see. And so it's such a, such an important topic for us to talk about how to get, to maximize, right? To make sure that you're getting the most when you take time away from your family, time away from your business to learn, to work on the business, to work on you. How can you get the most of conferences and also retreats? So that's what we're talking about. Yes, it's so true. So now that we're going to dust off the cobwebs and we're getting back out in person, we're going to focus on the five steps (sighs) for you to maximize any event that you go to. And we call this the why, what, how, who, do. And so I know. And so number one, we're going to talk about why, (laughs) right? Figure out what what you want out of the event. Why are you going? The second one is to what it you're going to we're going to talk about getting the agenda, the social events, putting everything on your calendar and being purposeful about your time there. The third we're going to talk about is how, right? How you make sure you're maximizing your time once it's on your calendar. Number four, which I think everybody skips, is who. Who are the key players you want to connect with, right? Who are the who's you want to see there? And number five is do, right? We all leave these events, conferences, meetings, and then 90% of the people never do anything with the information they just learned. So we are going to talk about that today. Yep, I love it. So the first thing is we're tackling the why. And man, is this important. And a lot of times this goes back to what we talked about, you know, saying yes Yes. to say no to certain things. When you have said yes to going to a conference or going to an event, you want to make sure you know Mm -hmm. why are you going? (laughs) Why are are you there, right? And it's so important to be respectful of your time, your family's time that you're away from, and then also those around you. So having the foundation of— of why you're going is so, so important. And so first and foremost, why are you there? So write it down and make sure that you know what the end in mind is. So going to this conference, how would you define a win? Love that. How would you define Mm -hmm. a win at the end of the day? And then once you've defined why you're going to go, right, the second step is to figure out what in the heck are you going to do? What does your schedule look like when you're there, right? So look at the agenda ahead of time. If there's breakout sessions or special meetings or events, Figure out which one of those are going to roll up to your goal that you're working to accomplish and get those on your calendar immediately. Like treat it as if they are business meeting appointments. Put them on your calendar. And don't forget to schedule some downtime and some sleep and exercise as well. Because if you throw your personal rhythm off so much when you're at these events, you're going to need a day or two to then decompress after you get back. And oftentimes we don't get that. (laughs) So scheduling that time um, to have a little bit of decompression while you're there makes a huge difference on the recovery time that you need to. Yeah. 
So for us, mm-hmm. we start with that why, like, like I said, so like in our case, like what would make the biggest impact on our business right now? And then I focus on typically one to two things, a lot of times one thing. And I look at the agenda to figure out what are, what are the mm-hmm. classes and, or what can I do to get the biggest bang for my yes. buck in terms of the why? So what the goal is. So for example, like one time we went to our Keller Williams family reunion event and it is powerful, so much information. And the first time I went, I like pinged around to all of these different classes, mm-hmm. right? In all different topics. And I walked away so confused, so confused. And I learned the hard way that I've got to know the why and then focus my agenda around mm-hmm. the what of the why. So for example, if your why is I want to increase our luxury listings, for example, taking more luxury listings, right. this is real estate related, but then I would look at all the classes that have to do with Luxury, and then I would build my agenda mm-hmm. around that. So that's why the why is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, you and at our Her Best Life retreat that happened not long ago, you know, one thing that I saw was like, I saw people that were like, I want to connect with people that are young moms, or I want to connect with people that have been through divorce, or I want to connect with people that are building their net worth. How can I be purposeful about learning more about those things when I'm there? And so if you don't understand your big goal, you're going to walk out with a lot of information, but maybe none of the information you really need to move your world forward. Yeah, so true. So that leads us to step three, which is My the favorite who, one. Right? Knowing who you, yes. <laughs> it's, it's one you are so good at, say. Like, honestly. This like, is this totally is like your my jam. jam. Like, Number three is my jam. <laughs> yes, I learned this from you. So tell us, what do you, what do you look for? What do you do around the who you know, when you're going to a conference? I think life in general, really, you're only one or two people away from anywhere you want to be. And, and so if you can get really purposeful about what you want to learn and then who is amazing at that and connect with them ahead of time, you can really get on anybody's schedule if you plan it out far enough in advance because no one else is doing that. And so I learned early on that panelists, speakers, keynote speakers, heads of companies, if you plan out far enough in advance on what you want to learn and who's the expert at that, They will actually make time for you on their calendar more than likely. But you have to be purposeful about reaching out. And so, you know, make sure that you're doing that 30, 45 days ahead of the event because that's going to protect the time on their calendar. If you do it the day before the event, I'm telling you, all the people that you really want to spend time with are going to be booked up. But if you do it 30 days ahead, most people haven't gotten that far ahead yet, and you can beat them to the punch. And so— that's been one of the ways yes. I think I've been able to to really feel like I've been able to network and maximize the event is by just getting 30 days ahead of something, you know, and then make a list. You may not meet everybody you want to meet or see everybody you want to see, but make your top five list. I make like a target list. Like I want to I talk to that. somebody from international I or I want to talk to somebody who's nailing it at marketing or I want to talk to somebody who's three steps ahead of me and where they are in their business. Make my list of five or 10 top people. And those are the first people I reach out to. Can I do a, if I have to do a 6 a.m. breakfast with you, I will. If I have to grab you for a cocktail late at night, I will. Because that is one of my top 10 people that I need to meet with. And so I do that. And then I figure out how to fit everything else in between. And then make sure you have a way to collect the contact information of the people that you're really wanting to connect with. Because business cards, a lot of times, get lost. And so have a way to get them directly into your CRM or directly into your phone and flag it with a follow-up so that you have a way to, to reach back out to those who's, if you will. I love that. I love that. One of the things that I 
I'm a big speaker about in terms of like when you're reaching out to someone that you want to get on their calendar, you want to spend time with them, you want to think what value I can that. I give to them to where mm-hmm. they will say yes. And so come from contribution when you're asking to be scheduled. And then a lot of times they will absolutely, when you when you were there, you know, a lot of times people just like, it feels like they're not wanting to suck everything out of you, but like meaning like, right. teach me, teach me, you know, like I want to learn this from you or whatever it is. And it can get overwhelming for them. And so if you come from a position of, hey, I want, I can help you with this, or I would love to share this marketing piece with you, or I would love to share what I learned here. When are you available? And I would love to learn mm-hmm. XYZ from you. That's been huge. The other big thing for me on, on the who topic is when I go to a conference, my goal is to spend time with people that are already yes. where I want to be in the next year yes. or two years. Sometimes you want to spend time with like the people that are where you want to be in five years and it can get actually a little overwhelming. What I learned is like, okay, like if my goal was to help, for example, like a thousand families in one year, I would find the leaders, a few leaders that have already done it. And I would say, can I take you to lunch, right? Mm -hmm. Or can I have breakfast Mm -hmm. with you? Or can I, can we grab a, grab a drink? And so being more focused on who the, who is, so then that way you can learn from, because what they just went through in the last year is what you're about to go through. That is such a good nugget because it's still fresh for them too. Sometimes somebody gets so far beyond where you are. You're like, how did you do it? And they're like, I don't know. That was 20 years ago. And life has changed since then. And I have slept and I have a lot more smile lines than I used to. So yeah, I think getting someone while it's fresh and they're one or two steps ahead is is such a huge piece of that. That's such a great nugget. I love that. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. So step four is how. So how the heck? How? Yes. <laughs> when you're at the conferences, how the heck? Right? <laughs> uh, shoe, the shoes uh, matter. Yeah. I know that. How <laughs> is always bring an extra pair of flats or tennis shoes to run around in. That is actually yes, how you survive. Exactly. Do you want to know other how yes. that is unrelated to this how, but is important? Is I discovered a long time ago yes. when I lived in New York and used to walk in heels in my 20s, which... Don't do that, by the way. That's bad advice. Don't do that. But I thought I was cool (laughs) and I did it and my feet died. And what I used to carry is, you know, those Breathe Right strips for your nose? I carry them in my purse still to this day, especially for conferences. Because if you stick those things on your feet, if you're getting a blister when it first starts rubbing and you just smack it anywhere on your foot, it will not move and you will not get another blister. So how not to kill your feet at a conference? (laughs) Stay stay tuned for more tips. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So <laughs> that is awesome. So the other part of the how is mm-hmm. taking notes. What I do is I have my my notebook and I'm a big believer in yes. in writing down because uh, for do me too. I learn learn more that way. But then I star yes. any action item. Okay? So I star any action item. I also will loop in now a team member that has to do with that action item. And I mean, they know when I'm at conferences because mm-hmm. their phones are, there's our Slack messages are blowing up with the things that need to happen. But it it goes with the act part, which is step five. But the how is making sure what can happen is all your notes mm-hmm. going in one place 
and not having any differentiator between the yes. things that you mm-hmm. need, know you need to do will confuse yep. you and nothing then. And so for me, I always make sure that there's a different sort of highlighted mm-hmm. highlight or something on the action items. That's great. And we've actually, we moved a lot of our team over to Google hosting a couple of years ago. And so now we create a Google Doc for any of the conferences that all the leadership team or all the sales team is in on editing. And so nice. we then divide it by topic and we will highlight and then mention a person if there's an action action item for them. That way everyone can compile all their action items and then we can, you know, prioritize because you're still going to have a lot walking out. Some are going to be worthwhile and some you're going to think, oh, that was amazing. And you get back and you're like, just kidding. That was a terrible idea. Don't do that one. But I do, (laughs) I think having having those notes to go back and reference, I love because I can go back to conferences or events that I went to 15 years ago and still see notes from there. So having them all in one place. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and really powerful. just realizing, wow, I've learned that lesson a couple of times and I haven't done anything with it yet. I need to put that one into use. That's that's mm-hmm. one we really need to stop putting on the back burner is, is so helpful. Um, and that really, this moves us to yeah. number five, which is you take your notes away and you need to do something with them. Because if you don't act on it and implement yes. it, which is number five, you've just wasted all that money and time and energy and time away from your family. And so if it doesn't propel you forward, it's not worth taking the time. You might as well go to like a meditation retreat instead. It's so true. So the action is the key to this. And Sarah, you've mentioned how you schedule your retreats. I would love if you would talk about it on like the things, you know, that you do in between. Because I think it's a really good way to explain it. Yeah, so we do. Yes. Yep. I think for us, it's been, you know, three to five sort of either major projects or things that are going to be executed on that we learned at the conference or at the retreat. And then I use retreats and conferences as the deadline for them to get done and or implemented. Because I, what was happening was I was just going from one thing to another and then Mm -hmm. nothing was happening being done. And it's like, well, we're wasting time. Like, and so it's like using that as the deadline. Okay. We need to have this implemented and executed on by the next conference. If I didn't think that that was possible, then I narrow it down to focus on the items that I can get done before I add on to my team and or to my plate to to do do other things. So making sure that the items that we've agreed to focus on, Mm -hmm. make it to our 4111, make it to our action items to make sure that we're getting those things accomplished. And for us, we've moved um, our accountability to the 12-week year. And so I've noticed now that we really work hard to not overschedule conferences then during each 12-week cycle. So it's kind of one conference, if at all, through the 12-week cycle per cycle. And that's been a really great way, as you've talked about, to build it in. Okay, we went to this one conference. Let's take our one set of action items and implement them during this 12-week cycle. And then we'll move to the next after that. But those have to get done first. Yeah. And I think the other other big thing is like when those that you've connected with, making sure that Something happens mm-hmm. in terms of a handwritten note or a gift, something to, for them to remember you by and also for you to solidify mm-hmm. that relationship a little bit more. Because many times we're all living in this like whirlwind at the conference of just like going from one thing to another to another and just pausing and making mm-hmm. sure that they know how much it meant to meant to you that you spent time with them. The um, other thing is that I, I well, love so. that. And something that I have found helpful is when I'm collecting that contact information from them, I immediately in my phone take notes about something interesting that we talked about. 
so that I don't forget it. And when I used to collect business cards, I would literally have a Sharpie and I would write it on the back of the business card of whatever it was that was interesting so that I could be like, oh, you know, I hope your daughter's surgery went well. Or, oh, I hope your trip to Mexico was great. Or, oh, you know, congrats on the lake house. It was so great to meet you. But all of a sudden it reminds them of the conversation that we had too, just in case they don't, you know, they might get something from you and be like, who the heck was that? (laughs) Because I saw a hundred people. And so that has been helpful too. I think- that's so good. I, I don't, I'm sort of going back now, but I'm, I know um, both of us are <laughs> achievers, which, so it can, the act part can actually become, mm-hmm. be very natural for us. And so we just move past that very fast we because are, that, that's yeah. who, that's who we are. Like, we're yeah. just like, yeah, you go do things. Like, Make a list, things, get right? it done. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, like, that's my love language. Yes. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yes. I, I think one thing that both say and I are good at mm-hmm. is like prioritizing the things. So like I wanted to mention what we do to help you that if that is, doesn't come natural for you. So what at the end of the conference, we go through the notes. I look at the items that we said that we wanted, wanted to do. And then we prioritize, you know, sometimes yeah. it's one thing, honestly. It could be if that it's a big one item, item. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's one thing. Yes. Yeah, but one to to if, if if it's just you and a small leverage team, like a small team, one to th- the mm-hmm. max is three typically. Now we will go up to five, but that's because mm-hmm. we have a lot of other people, right? So, but it, typically between one to five, and you're prioritizing what's most important on that list. Because sometimes I've been at conferences and I think yeah. I know the priority, and then I hear something that all of a sudden, boom, that's now. Mm-hmm. the higher priority. And so coming together with all of your people after the yeah. conference to prioritize and then coming up with that plan plan of action. I love that. Is, is you know, huge, and it's, so. thank you, you for saying just that because that, that is something that we naturally just like roll into and get it done. And I think it's been years of practicing that. But even if there's only one thing you implement from the conference and that moves you forward, that's that's great. That's not a failure. You might walk out. That's a win. Like sometimes we'll walk out of a conference with 50 yes. things that all sound great. If we could only pick one of them and just do that one thing, that would be great. How, how do you how do you prioritize or what do you do with the 50 things? 50, I'm gonna go through do? and we have three words that we use next to that list. So we write down the whole list. And then we go through and we say, okay. what are the now things that could move us forward in a huge way? So maybe we're already doing something really well, but it's a tweak. So it's like, a, okay, this we could tweak now. And all of a sudden it makes this one thing that we're doing really well that much better. So it's a process improvement. Then the next thing mm. is it's a someday. So it's a, if we implemented this, that's not in our business right now. And we put this in, it's going to make our future business or someday business even better. And so we look at those yep. as the someday. And yep. if you have 50 things, you might have three or four now tweaks that just bam, 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 you see the wins. Then we pick one someday. And so to give an example from like our last conference, it was a, oh, that's cool. you know, add an inside sales team. It was hire a director of growth. It was to increase our recruiting. It was to, what were some of the other ones? We had to redo some of our marketing, but we were already doing the marketing. So that was a now tweak versus we didn't have a director of growth and we didn't yes, have an ISA yeah. division. So then yes. over six months, because the conference was mm. in February, right? Over six months now, we have been someday tacking away at yeah. those bigger picture pieces. 
But I love the, it. the easy tweaks for us from that, that conference were switching up some of our messaging on our marketing was an immediate tweak. We had looking at lead rotation and the way we were working with our agents that was an immediate tweak. We had changing up who our coaches were, a little bit more spice of life for the direction we needed to go. So those were all things we were already doing, but if we tweaked it, all of a sudden it propelled us forward. I love and so we have a someday, and then we go back to the 50 things too, and we look at them and say, you know what? Those are good ideas, but maybe they don't fit our culture or our vision or our business, and they just yeah. become nevers. We just write yep. never next to them. Like those are somebody else's yep. amazing idea. I love it. But it's really never going to fit into ours. And yes. so we have the now, someday, and then never. Yeah. That's kind of how we do it. Yeah. That's perfect. Absolutely. That is awesome. Awesome. Well, y'all, I hope you have a great conference and retreat and event season coming up because it's going to be fantastic. And yes. we hope you get the most out of it. And, you know, honestly, it really, really boils down to those five key things. Why are you there? What do you want out of it? Yeah. Right? How are you going to get the most out of it? Who do you want to connect with? And what are you going to do about it? And if you can do those five things, any event you go to or attend virtually or in person is going to make a huge lasting impact on your personal life and your business. So we hope that these help you. <laughs> so true. I love it. So we want you to go out there, have a big business, have a big life. What, what's awesome about conferences and event season yeah. is that you get to be around others that have a big business and big life. Be around others that are just as crazy and as we are right? and learn from them. In all the best ways, exactly. And so get out there, have a big business and even bigger life. And we appreciate you listening. Yes, and give share us a this one you with your you team members because it's a good one before you go into yes. conference season. <laughs> Such a good one. Bye. Such a good one. Hey, bye guys. I love we're cheering each other. It was so good. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>